maybe everybody was right. Why would Miss McGowan look at me? Ah, who cares? She's 40. What would I want with a 40-year-old woman? Yeah. I want that. I want that bad. Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a whoop No Man Presents, live from the nudie bar, the Married with Children Podcast. The Married with Children podcast, you know, you might find this show offensive and try to sue us, but listen, pointing and crying, see if that holds up in court. My name is Al, and I'm all alone on a Wednesday night. Too bad the hair club for men isn't a real club. Oh wait, I'm not alone. Hey, Jamie! (laughs) Hi, I'm Jamie. I've noticed you during the show looking obsessively at my legs and other things. What do you mean during the intro? I mean, like this last minute? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you got a, a lot of looking in. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get much looking in that. You know, I was worried about my bad jokes. <laughs> so here we are. We are reviewing Teacher Pets. <laughs> Focus on that. Teacher Pets. Season 6, episode 21. Original air date, April 5th, 1992. Oh, that's weird. Now, on the DVD description, it's Teacher's Pets. Yeah, I noticed on IMDb it was Teacher Pets, which to me makes the most sense. Like... Heavy petting, you know. Well, hey, who knows, but call it whatever you want. This is the one where Bud's teacher teaches him a lesson about the birds and the bees. Director Jerry Cohen, writer Catherine Green, uh, special guest... Charlotte Ross is Darlene. Linda Gibbony as Miss McGowan. Rick Coy as Kid. Bert Cook as Ernie. Lillian Adams as Mrs. A. Mariner. <laughs> Bert played Ernie. Oh, wow, look at that. <laughs> this starts off Al is making Kelly watch Psycho Dad. Daddy, do I have to watch this? Yes, you do. As your father, when I find something of quality, I feel it's my responsibility that my child reap the benefits. TV is not all trash. (laughs) And now, back to Psycho Dad. (laughs) A little touched or so we're told. Killed his wife because she had a cold. Might as well, she was getting old. Psycho Dad. Psycho Dad. Kelly is instantly smiling, laughing, like she is way into this right off the bat. And the show didn't really even start yet. And she didn't want to watch it. So I thought it was funny that when, I I actually thought it was kind of cute that she was all smiley and kind of bobbing her head. Yeah, like instantly. I wish Kelly got to see more of it to see if she was definitely into the lyrics. The lyrics are classic, great uh, opening like music to a show. (laughs) 
This is why we must give the PBS. Oh, I'm so sick. Someone get me some water. Hey, you know where the kitchen is. <laughs> or maybe you don't. <laughs> she hasn't proven that she does, except to sit there and ridicule Al from a distance. And what kills me is she's sitting on the stairs during that entire bit. Mm. You're that you're right there. Just go to the kitchen. <laughs> well, the, everything, like even later on, and when she about getting juice, just walk to the fridge. But it's all about when people are sick, and I know this was with my wife. They really want you to pamper them. It's more symbolic than anything. They don't really need you to. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Daddy, she is sick. She needs help. Mom, the kitchen's over there somewhere. (laughs) All right, fine. Be that way. But I hope you realize, the longer I stay sick, the longer it'll be before I do any housework around here. Oh, gee, Pig. <laughs> but we can still have sex, can't we? <laughs> yeah, she always cracks me up when she threatens no housework. <laughs> like, really? Don't, don't you get by now that that's not a threat? It's funny, because she, you know, we always wonder if Peg's what she's doing, if it's sarcasm, if she's just delirious, whatever. She knows that's not a real threat. I mean, I feel like we just did this. Where she, like, uh, a couple months ago, she, like, retired or whatever. Where she was on strike, right? And nothing changed in the house. Yeah, well, it wouldn't. Although, you know, it surprisingly does not look messy. Everything's always neat. Always, right? I mean, there could be a layer of dust on everything. I don't know. But at least it doesn't have, you know... There's not stuff piled up everywhere or anything, so somebody's putting stuff away. Well, you know what the big question is? Who cleaned up after that anthrax party? Well, we know. I guess it's a safe bet it wasn't her. <laughs> yeah, that was the punishment for the kids because, as we said, Al didn't seem too upset about the whole ordeal. He said probably the whole thing is they had to clean it, and that was about it. Mom? Dad? Grandma? <laughs> A weird thing happened to me at school today. My English teacher, Miss McGowan, she was looking at me. She looked right at you? Is she all right? Listen, craftmatic, adjustable girl. I know the look. I get it plenty as I parade the total package around town. It's the look that says, you've got it all and I want a piece of it. I've seen that look a thousand times on a thousand faces, and I saw it again today. I'm not kidding. It was desire. Desire, I tell you. Well, the great thing is that you're at your sexual peak. This is it, bud. She looked at me. Yeah, that was the top of the hill. The supreme moment. Something to tell your cats about when you're 60. You know, when you think they're looking at you, but they only want food. (laughs) Now, Kelly knows that she is a reason that Bud got a lot more action than that. That's right. But they keep, it's like they keep conveniently forgetting all the times that he actually has gotten some kind of action. Right. 
But wipe it clean. Even that time when he was younger and they kept Kelly opened the closet and he had a girl in there. Remember that? Yeah, when she was expecting it to be the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> you know, like, they, they just keep wiping that stuff away. And I don't get it because it makes for such great television when he gets this stuff. And, and they keep kind of dismissing it. There's something that uh, kind of points that later on. Al makes a comment. Something about Bud almost being a virgin or something like that. Right. So, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think they're, they keep it vague for whatever reason. Just for probably to keep it having a potential of a joke there. Because once he, it's solidified, then it's gone, you know. Now, that became a huge topic. Like, teachers and kids did a guy teacher ever look at you that you felt he was looking at you like that Mm, i don't think so when i was in the seventh grade we had a substitute teacher that was a guy that all the girls were crazy about Mm. his name was mr flanoy he was french i mean he was like he was an attractive guy and i remember all the girls were just like everybody was just drooling every time he came around and he was also very young but he never did anything inappropriate with anyone that I'm aware of. Um, hmm. But, you know, they tend to keep that stuff on the down low. Um, yeah, unlike here. When they're smart. Um, what's interesting is that this episode aired – well, when this episode aired, it had only been a couple of years since the Pamela Smart scandal. Hmm. I wonder if it was inspired by that. Now, that one – that was much darker because she conspired – with her 15-year-old student and they, you know, to kill her husband. You know, that was, it was a very dark story. But it was, you know, teachers and students was a thing that people were talking about right, right around then. And, of course, we've seen in recent years, it just keeps coming up and oh, over yeah. and over and over again. What I think is interesting, though, is that when this show came out, it wasn't, like, for instance, if they tried to do an, a sitcom episode with this storyline today, they wouldn't. It just – it wouldn't be a thing. Uh, but, you know, back then it was it was funny and it was – it wasn't even – until Al comes in, Oh, it wasn't even looked at – like, no one thought it was weird right. or – you know, and she's like right in the middle of the classroom with him. I mean, not with the kids in there, but like the doors open. I know. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Well, th- this was also tackled on Saved by the Bell, the college years. If you remember, Kelly Kapowski, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, started dating her college professor, Jeremiah Lasky. They also did that on 90210. Right. Brandon was with Lucinda Nichols. Her husband. Yeah, her husband was the actual professor, professor. I think. Well, both times there, they were in college, and you could argue the same thing here. You could say, well, listen, Bud's 18. So is it okay to do a show like that today if you just keep them in college and it's not regular say by the Bell or <laughs> Bud in Polk High? You know, like, is it okay since it's in college? And I, I guess the answer is yeah. I mean, even to the point where Bud was in real life 18 years old, David Faustino, when because this this woman that plays the teacher was actually 42 years old at the time. Right. Which by the way, she he kept saying she was 40. So I looked it up just to see how old she actually was because to me she did not look 40. Right. I mean she I thought she looked great. Yeah, she And was, it was, and it turns out she was actually 42 and I was like, "Wow, that's 
good on her. She looked phenomenal. But see, in this day and age, though, in the wake of the the Me Too movement, and everyone is so uh, aware of the way things go now, it would still be considered someone abusing a position of power. Hmm. Yeah, I guess you can't laugh about that anymore. Right. So even if they were in college and it was a professor, that's still someone with a position of power. So it would still it would not be okay. Right. And it would be okay in a drama, but clearly we're here to sit here and laugh at this situation. So people would say this is not a laughing, you know, you don't this is not a you can't make a comedic situation out of this type of thing. So that's why it wouldn't happen. So people do say that Married with Children could never happen if it was out today. But I feel I argue that if it was on FX, it would be fine. It just wouldn't be on like a, those, you know, main ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox. I'm not sure if it would be there, but it would just be on the subsidiaries or whatever. And it would be late night, safe harbor, whatever. I think it would still fly. Or if it was on Netflix, I think anything goes there. But yeah, network uh, prime time, you might have to uh, go over the plot lines before this happens. Yeah, But I think it could happen, just not everything. It is possible she looked at me. Isn't it, Dad? But didn't I take you to Little League when you were eight? Yes. Then what do you want from me? (laughs) See? I told you we wouldn't have a date. (laughs) Now go ahead and ask him. All right. Hey, we're on our way to Chuck E. Cheese. (laughs) And we'd be honored if you'd go with us. And, And we don't want you to think that we're only taking you somewhere out of pity. It's really a happening place, right, dear? Oh, yeah. As the kids say, it's uptight, out of sight, and everything will be all right. <laughs> Which, by the time this episode's over, I'm surprised that they were able to just say Chuck E. Cheese the whole time. Oh, yeah. So you, you keep talking about our company, and then the going-ons here, and it's like, you know, like, you're giving people ideas. It's like, uh, don't use our name, but I don't know. Was Chuck E. Cheese a, I wonder if Chuck E. Cheese's was a sponsor. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder how, like how maybe they were in on the joke. They're like, ah, nah, it's not going to happen. I think our staff will realize if same guy's walking around every day. Well, and you know the thing is, in real life at, at a Chuck E. Cheese, they take that very seriously because of stranger danger. You know, they um, – they're, they are very, like, hyper-aware, or at least the good ones are, are hyper-aware of what kids belong with what people. And, like, you have to do, like, some of them do wristbands, some of them do hand stamps. Yeah, maybe it's something like that, yeah. And um, if they had a, just an old, like, an older single guy wandering around all the time, <laughs> they would take notice of that, and I think <laughs> they'd have an issue, you know. But he, it, but again, this is very funny. I love oh, how it's hilarious. Love when he's like wrapping the ease, you know, he keeps referring to it as the as the affair. affair. Like, you know, I've got the <laughs> the Goldstein affair, the Goldstein affair later. He's wrapping this empty box. He's like, oh, if the fat little kid comes in and he's going to eat all the pizza and all us kids hate him. You know, it's it's hilarious. It's so funny. And it's actually it's very cute. Like, I I love the fact that he's all into it. And he's like, Oh, son, you know, I've got the Goldstein affair yeah. later. It's amazing. This, this God, this couldn't talk about super strong A and B storylines. I mean, oh, my God, this is just you had that with the last episode, too. I feel like those were very strong. And this 
And this, yeah, they're they're both very strong. Is it does not present that situation where you're on one part of the story and you're just waiting to get back to the right. other part. Never. You know, in this one, I was happy with both of them, and I thought they were both very funny. The only thing that was weird to me was the whole Katie Seagal thing because it's – I feel like they could have given her something more to do. Than be sick? Oh, yeah. Or was she really sick? I mean, was she just not – I mean, I don't know. Like, why didn't they give her something to do? But oh, Maybe um, – I don't know. Yeah, I guess but either way, it was still very funny. Well, maybe know? that was her thing. Maybe, like, her waiting for all these – people to help her with stuff was her thing like it'll be funny that everybody just keeps blowing you off because we've spent you know six seasons watching you just disregard everyone in your family and now that you need them watch how they're there for you i mean yeah i mean you you could almost say this is three storylines going at once you know um pegs is clearly the weakest one but very tertiary if anything um, but it was there. Yeah, and Kelly, of course, all she did was go to the mall this episode. Like, she didn't really do right. much of anything. No, this was a guy's episode today. Hey, you can pretend it's your birthday, and we'll get you a Chucky Ducky. It makes bath time fun. <laughs> what does it look like I am? The kid in mask. Oh, my Lord, that was so funny. Uh, so the movie Mask, it's a 1985 movie. Star-studded cast. Eric Stoltz. Yeah, yeah. Eric Stoltz was the least famous person in this cast, believe it or not. But he, not, not really. But you know, sort of. Uh, but the the big names here are Cher, which, which is weird because they mentioned Cher later on in this episode, and Sam Elliott as Gar, uh, which is the greatest character ever. He is. You know what? Thank you. I love Sam Elliott as Gar in that film. He is. That is easily my favorite Sam Elliott role ever, and I adore Sam Elliott. So that's that's hard to do, but he just—I love everything about him in that movie. I, I really do. He's so—he's perfect. It's just—it's—I just you know what I love that movie. That's a good movie. Oh, and Laura Dern plays the blind girlfriend. Yeah, Laura Dern's in it. Uh, Lawrence. Monison, the guy from Friday Thirteenth Part Four. Remember Ben? You're so stupid, Ben. Oh yeah. He was from Friday Four. How's him? Uh, Estelle Getty is in it as Cher's mom. It was just a really amazing movie. <clears throat> if you just glossed over it and think of it as, oh, it's the movie with the kid with the weird face. No, watch it. I watch. I, this is no joke or no exaggeration. I watch this movie every summer. Yeah, I haven't actually seen it in years, but it was a movie that I watched a lot. Yeah. Back in the 80s and 90s. Well, it's a big biker movie, too. A lot of the guys in the movie are in a motorcycle gang. So I like to, like, watch it in a summer afternoon. Like, you know, it's nice, bright, sunny day out. I watch this. Then I get on my bike, take a ride. It's just it's just a good vibe, the whole movie. So <laughs> I am popular. You get that, people? Popular. Now, can I get a whoa, bud is popular? How about a woe, shoot the boy? (laughs) See, well, get a load of this. Today at school, the teacher was looking at me like I was breakfast. What do you think of that, Darcy? I think that deserves an extra topping. (laughs) Which, by the way, that Jefferson and Marcy, that was so sweet of them. Yeah, right? That was cute, too. Like, this, it just, how cute are they? (laughs) She was looking at me. She was, she was. 
She was looking at me like Mrs. Darcy used to look at me. You mean like this? Oh, I loved when he said that. Wasn't that great? And then she's like, what, like this? Yeah, she totally played it off as if nothing happened around uh, Vegas. That whole Vegas incident when he was... Uh, and th- there's another reminiscent scene in this episode of him and Marcy on the couch that uh, we'll get to in a very little bit. Uh, but yeah, I loved how he brought that up. His whole thing with Marcy right to Jefferson's face. You see what, you see the face Jefferson made when he said it too? He, he had his face like almost uh, like any guy would kind of def- not defend his girl but like be offended like you're talking about my you know girl that way in front of me you know right right he had that that good reaction so i really liked it but yeah marcy downplayed it as if there was nothing ever going on with those two even though you know she really didn't come on to him so whatever <laughs> all right a commercial's on now i guess i have to get into this <laughs> what are you people trying to do ruin my boy's confidence now, if he says a teacher looked at him, I say a teacher looked at him. Son, was this a female teacher? <laughs> yes, Dad. Seriously? <laughs> yes. Like, wow. <laughs> like, that is insane that he would even ask, and then he double checks. Like, I would say, man, you really think I'm a zero, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, then, let's celebrate. You sit right down here, and you watch TV. Listen, is that Chuck E. Cheese place good? <laughs> oh, Al, we were only going to do it for the boy because he was alone on a Friday night. Well, I'm alone on a Friday night, too. Well, gee, Al, it's too bad that the hair club for men isn't a real club, eh? <laughs> like, how great is that line? Well, that was this episode. It was just one after another. It really was. I mean, God, they must have rewritten this script like 11 times. Just over and over and over. Let's punch this up. Let's punch this up. Let's punch this up. And they just maxed it out. I just really was impressed. Uh, and every everyone's so good at the being their character now is, I don't know, so good. Take me to Chuck E. Cheese. Let's give her a take. But don't make me bad. Come on. Well, bud, I guess it's just you and me, my boy and his sick mother, who nursed you when you were a baby, who fed you and nurtured you, and now all she asks for in return is some soup from Jerry's, and a burger from Don's, and a meatball hero from Traditorios, and a snow cone from Izzy's at the airport. Mom, it's Friday night. I'm sitting there listening to this, I'm like, is she sick or pregnant? What is that? Feed a cold, starve a fever? Feed a fever, start a cold, starve a cold? One of those things. I don't know. You're supposed to eat one of those. I think it's feed a cold. Okay. When I'm wondering this, my question gets answered because the very next thing she asks for is tampons. So it's like, well, that theory's out the window. (laughs) (laughs) That can't be happening, too. Coming next fall, Psycho Mom. On Fox. Naturally. And I love Peg's reaction to this. And then then she gets into the song, and the song is great lyrics again. And 
it is just awesome. Then it goes on Fox. <laughs> and then it's always like an insult to Fox. I love that. So Psycho Dad is so successful in this world, in this universe, that they did a yeah, spin-off. spinoff. Yeah. <laughs> now, I always felt that um, there was a, a little bit of a time when Ed O'Neill wasn't really a, a continuing to be a huge star. You know, the time before Modern Family started. Right. And I always hoped that they would actually just go for it and make a, sh- a, a mini series or something, you know, you know just a, sh- a half of a season of a show of Psycho Dad and Ed O'Neill would be him. Oh, that'd be funny. Yeah, I was hoped that would happen one day, you know? I always thought somebody would do Psycho Dad and he'd have involvement. So Bud's in a class in his college and this girl seems to be gazing at him and he's looking back at her and then she blows a kiss and Bud just grabs it out of the air and he's all excited because it was a pretty cute chick. And then this dude taps him on the shoulder from the other side and then takes the kiss out of his hand. <laughs> that was so funny. Uh, how funny is that? The kiss is not real, but the guy just wanted to take He's it. He's like, nope, nope, that's mine. Hand it over. <laughs> and Bud just reluctantly hands it over, which is just, and not a word is said during that entire exchange. No. <laughs> it's so classic. It couldn't have been more perfect. Why would Miss McGowan look at me? Ah, who cares? She's 40. What would I want with a 40-year-old woman? Yeah! I want that. I want that bad. Now this is an 18-year-old talking. Then all of a sudden she crosses her legs and he figures out what he wants. Now... He wants that. (laughs) See, it's funny because I'm 39 and... I want a 50-year-old more than anything in the world. <laughs> and, like, I never thought I'd be saying that. But time goes well, on. Well, that particular 50-year-old is kind of stunning, so. <laughs> like, what are the odds? Like, it's funny because Jennifer Lopez was, like, 30 when I was 20. And when she came out with those first five videos, I was just like, it's like something I've never seen before. And I was just like, this is everything I never knew I wanted. And (laughs) from there, I just got this tunnel vision, (laughs) and it just never went away. And it's that's uh, 20 years ago. And I was just at her concert like a month ago, and it just doesn't stop. And she's like so hot. So what that teaches me, and I guess, you know, something to just never think about is age really doesn't matter, man. It's it's how well the girl is holding up, how she took care of herself, how she didn't, how she does this, how she doesn't. Like, some people completely give up, and others are holding I in. give up. <laughs> and others are going, you know, for the throat, you know. It's it's all about that. So Bud realizes this with this chick, and like you said, she didn't even look 40, right? No, not at all. I went to the party store the other day and there was a woman who was doing samples of cocktails in a can of some kind and (laughs) so she's like you want one and I was like yeah and she's like I just need to see some ID and she almost fell out of her chair (laughs) she's like oh my god and I was like well thank you very much ID no problem I I seriously didn't think that you were going to be old enough (laughs) I'm like really 
<laughs> All right. Of course, this lady was like 80. Right, right. Yeah, so she is. <laughs> so let's talk about Bud's teacher, Miss McGowan, for a little bit. Her name is Linda Gibbony. She is famous for Santa Barbara, Search for Tomorrow, Alien Zone. So, uh, what do you know about this woman, Jamie? I can tell you that on the show, she is possibly named after the hairstylist for the show, Dottie McCowan. I guess it's McEwen. Um, right. Maybe it's McCowan, but it's basically spelled differently. But they, there is some idea that she may be named after her. Hmm. Huh. Dismissed. Except for you, Mr. Bundy. What could this be? I hope she didn't notice me staring obsessively at her legs. <laughs> Mr. Bundy, I've noticed you during class staring obsessively at my legs. <laughs> well, at least she didn't catch me looking at other things. And other things. Go. Cool. <laughs> Which is, a, that's a that's a funny moment, too, because he's like, oh, at least you didn't notice me looking at other things. And then she says, and other things. <laughs> <laughs> and he went, gold? So. <laughs> Your behavior, Mr. Bundy, has finally forced me to take action. I understand, Miss McGowan. Do what you must. She decides to act on this and kisses Bud. Now, at this point, I'm like, guys, the door is wide open. Right. Anyone could walk in. Bud just uh, lays, whatever, like gets on top of her desk in the classroom. And they just continue to make out with the door wide open in the classroom. And the, the kids just left. God only knows who might be coming in. Or at least walking by. Yeah, what if they forgot something there? Yeah, walking by, anything. They just don't care. Now, not that I could donate this stuff, but if you're going to do this, this has to be like the most discreet thing of your whole entire life. <laughs> yeah, be smart <laughs> about it. Yeah, like Amy's smart. Pamela. Oh, Pamela's smart. <laughs> now, was she really smart, or is that just her, like... Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> aspirin. Honey, give me an aspirin before I die. <laughs> Why me? What about the old guy who lives in your room? Well, if you mean daddy, he's at Chuck E. Cheese. He's been there every night this week. Ever since he discovered that the pizza's free if he just pretends to be with whatever kid's having a birthday party. Well, I guess I have to start walking a little bit prouder now, eh? So he got a little taste and he kept going back for more. It's like drugs for Al. Give mommy some aspirin, honey. Sure, mommy. Hey, bud, get mom some aspirin. Everyone else has a date. <laughs> no, Kel. Everyone has a date. And then he walks down the stairs in these fancy clothes, his nice suit, very reminiscent of his Marcy Cuckoo Cachoo, Mrs. Robinson, days. Mm-hmm. So it's it's weird, and it was identical the way he walked down. It was it was so you got to know when to fold them. Part one, I loved yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. And Peg's response: the uh, it, was there a is there a funeral at school today? <laughs> <laughs> She's so dumb. Oh, you gotta love it. 
So he goes, is it hot in here or is it just me? Like, man, what a groaner. You don't hear those lines anymore. Is it hot in here or is it just me? <laughs> but it still, it still had a nice punch to it because, you know, you're still living 1992 when you watch this. So it actually works even today. He's in a suit. Is there a funeral at school today? <laughs> yes. Tis the death of Bud Bundy, Lonely Boy, and the birth of Stud Bundy, Only Boy. Like, if he thought of that, right, you know, on his feet like that, that's good. Yeah, it's pretty good. And he's not even trying to whip out the Grandmaster B. No, you don't really... It's funny you say that. We really haven't heard nothing about that in a little bit. Nope, he's not using the Grandpa B. Hmm. <laughs> oh, wait, we did just hear about Grinchmaster B, right? With the uh, Anthrax episode. Yep. Yeah, but... But he didn't do anything, though. Right, right, yeah. So Reverend Felcher's back again. Yeah, he's in the building with the T on top. <laughs> I have a date. A date? Holy Hannah! <laughs> Hello, Reverend Felcher? Has hell frozen over? <laughs> well, something's up. My brother has a date. Yes, Bud. <laughs> No. Now, yes, I know church is the place to be at times like this. I'm coming right over. Now, you're the building with the big T on top, right? I just love that. Kelly knows to call a church, knows about hell and everything else, but has no idea why there's a T on top of a building. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, the sky is falling. It would, just when I start eating. <laughs> Look at this. Look what I won playing skee-ball. Well, actually, I was a couple of tickets short, so I copped a few from a kid in a stroller who was too young to tell on me. Yeah, he can point and cry, but let's see that hold up in court. <laughs> like, that was just another amazing line uh, about this whole Chuck E. Cheese thing. What I love about this is Al's so submerged in this nonsense that he doesn't even see it anymore. He's talking about this like this is he's in such a mode. Oh, yeah. He can't even imagine. He is working this system. Right. He can't even imagine what this sounds like. Like if somebody said, Al, listen to yourself. Listen to what you're saying. He he wouldn't even know what you're talking about. He'd say what? I mean, I don't think if he knew what he was saying, he'd care anyway. <laughs> as long as he's eating, right? Yeah, I guess you're right. Now, Bud says he has a date. The doorbell rings. Now, I don't know, is it me or what? I expected the teacher to be there, and from Bud's reaction, he did not expect this girl to be there. Right. Right? Am I right? Yeah, because okay. he even said, yeah, because he expected the teacher to be there. He even said she was half an hour early. Right. I was fully expecting the teacher to be there, and I was thinking, huh, how are they going to do this? Because, I don't know, I was like, that'd be kind of dumb for her to come to his house and come up to the door when his parents are there. Right. But then I guess she said that the she was half an hour early, so I guess the plan was for her to come to his house, but that just seems weird. And I was like, how are you going to play that off? But then they ended up not. Going by that, she's still going to go there, just not at this time. Now, what's weird is, at first instinct, when I saw this girl and Bud's reaction, I was like, oh, she's kind of winking to him to play it off because... Yes. She's just coming to the door and the teacher's out in the car. She's the decoy. That's exactly what I thought was going on. Okay, yeah, good. 
all of a sudden she says, so I heard, you know, you're dating this older chick. And then all of a sudden, Bud just breaks out with this bizarre pose, this most muscular thing that he, remember the <laughs> the whole dwarf walk we would have got into that time? Yes, yeah. Oh, that he did when Kelly was going to Hollywood and he was auditioning to get on there and he was doing those poses. Oh, and he just breaks out with it. And what a shame. Because he looked so cool in that suit and everything. His hair looked good. He was, like, styling, profiling. Then he just can't be cool, man. It's weird, right? Yeah, he just he can't maintain. No. Well, she actually she actually does, like, an all-over shiver, like, ooh, when, yeah, he, yeah. when he strikes that pose. And I'm like, really? Uh, yeah, she's not turned off by this at all. And she's interested in what kind of lover he must be. And all this other stuff. And lover, to me, means sex. But, okay, whatever. And night after night of doing this, hey, listen. But, whatever. I'm not going to get into the whole virgin conspiracy again. Uh, We did that before. What about me? I mean, I'd like to see you, too. Why? Uh, I mean, sure. Why? I can't help but think you must be quite a lover if... An older woman wants you. Yeah, well, Miss McGowan, uh, Dottie and I, we have this exclusive thing, you know, be true to your school marm and all that. But then I guess the old lady can wait for half an hour. So the kids in school all seem to know about this relationship. Like, if this random girl just, I heard you're doing this. Right. And I'm like, wow. Okay. I start thinking, well, who told? And then I'm like, well, I don't. It's honestly not outside the realm of possibility that Bud would be spreading it because he's the kind of dummy who would who would have something going like that and then mess it up by, right, by yeah, spreading yeah. it around. Mm-hmm. But then later when the kids are talking... It's like they didn't know. So is she the only one that knows that it's him? Like, I I don't know. And how does she find out? I was wondering that, too, especially by with the end conversation. So, yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, the girl playing Darlene, uh, Charlotte Ross, I know her mostly as Eve from Days of Our Lives. But she has also, oh, shoot. She actually did a movie Alongside Katie Seagal as the daughter, I guess she was the daughter of Katie Seagal's character. And it was a TV movie called She Says She's Innocent from 1991, also known as Violation of Trust. Right. Sounds to me like a Lifetime movie. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And when I was looking her up on IMDb, just to see what else she was from, because I was like, I know her from Days of Our Lives, but what else has she done? I, I saw that title and... I'm like, why haven't I seen this movie? I have to see this movie. <laughs> yeah. And supposedly Katie Sago was pregnant at the time. And um, this girl not only was in this movie with Katie Sago, but she allegedly auditioned to be Kelly Bundy. And supposedly she was really, she came really close. Now, no one's really sure if it was before or after Tina Caspery. Wow. Yeah, so it could have been between those two and then Christina Applegate. Like, no one really is sure, but yeah. 
as I'm watching this episode, I'm looking at her and Bud talking. I'm like, wow, that could have that could have been Kelly and Bud talking right there. And the, I was going to say maybe that's, you know, maybe they kept her info, you know, from but then. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and then worked her into the show. But if that's the case, it took them six, six years, years to do it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that. too. Wow. So I'm guessing that's probably not it. I'm guessing she uh, did an audition to. Yeah, she probably just hit him up again. <laughs> it, it's funny because I actually like her as an actress, but her character on Days of Our Lives was was terrible. I mean, she was just a bitch. So wow. I don't even know what ended up happening with that character. That's what she did because she didn't get married with children. Because in 1986, she did Touch and Go. Days of Our Lives, she hopped on there from 87 to 91. And that's where Marrow Children started. And she was in 132 episodes of Days of Our Lives. Yeah, I think that probably ended up working out better for her. Because I want to say she might have even been nominated for some daytime Emmys back then. And can I just say, I think she has gorgeous hair. Ah, oh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, just kidding. I'm less into my hair these days. Now it's just on my head. I don't care anymore. It's like when that journey's happening, when you're growing it long, it's like the biggest thing in your life. Then once it's kind of at the length you want it, you just stop caring. Now it's just in your face. (laughs) Bud's already fooling around on Miss McGowan, like right away with this new chick, Darlene. That didn't last too long. Hey, if you're Bud, you take it where you can get it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And as well, he should. I would. I wouldn't care. I mean, he's young. And plus, you know this ain't going to last with this 40-year-old chick. You know, it's just, you're just some boy toy anyway. So, listen, if this helps me build a foundation for other prospects, I'm going for it. What are you doing? <laughs> Little Annie Goldstein's having a birthday. Uh, he's wrapping a box very nicely, but it's empty. <laughs> box is empty, but by the time he finds out, I'll be full and gone. (laughs) I just think that is a hilarious plan. He is so into this. It's amazing. He's got props. Everything. Everything. Did you watch him wrap this box, by the way? At one point, he, like, picks up the spool of tape and then, like, brings over the scissors to the tape, but I don't think he actually does anything, and then he puts it down. It's like... (laughs) He's running out of things to do. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. How much can I fiddle around with this box? You, you guys should have wrapped it less before he gave it to me, before we started this scene. Uh, I guess it could be that um, maybe they had to do it a couple of times. and Yeah, right. By the time he got it right, it was all done. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's just another genius thing. Like, what can we do to make this Chuck E. Cheese fiasco funnier and funnier? Well... Let's let's see what else Al could do. He sneaks into kids' parties, does this, does that. Okay, but how wouldn't they say something? No, if he keeps bringing a gift, well, how would he do that? He couldn't afford. Well, let's just have him give empty boxes. Like it, it just keeps going, and it never stops being funny. It's amazing. And now with Bud going out every night, there's never anyone here to take care of me. Oh come on, Peg. Go on upstairs, and I and I'll bring you some juice. This time for real? <laughs> Just as soon as you're in bed. <laughs> well, I'm trusting you. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And if you are, I won't be here. <laughs> Bud, listen, your mother says she needs some juice or an aspirin or something real bad. Dad, I'm too tired. No pressure, do it tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going out again tomorrow. In fact, I'm going out again tonight. Dad, I need to talk to you. Oh, geez, son, you know I got the Goldstein affair tonight. <laughs> only take a minute. Dad, I've been seeing two women at once, and it's wearing me out. I don't know how to juggle two women. Did you ever have this problem? You're talking old number 33. <laughs> you know how I got that number? Because the most money you've ever had was 33 cents? <laughs> no! Because that's how many women deep the line was to ride the wild Bundy. <laughs> And then he ends up with Peg. <laughs> yeah. Again, a callback to you got to know when to hold him. When that guy goes up to Peg and Marcy when they're at the bar and he goes, Hey, ladies, who wants to ride the wild Elmo? Remember that? Yes, I do. I didn't until you just said it, but yeah. Back in those days, everybody wanted a piece. I had anyone to choose from. But we don't always choose what's best for us. And this two women juggling thing, eventually the problem is they both fall down on you. So save yourself some pain and pick one. What if I pick the wrong one? Well, you will. No matter who you pick, it'll be the wrong one. And not just because you're a Bundy, because you're a man. Excuse me? I've got to get to the party before fat Billy Applebaum eats all my pizza. (laughs) He comes to every one of those damn parties. All us kids hate him. Anyone you pick. He says anyone you pick is going to be the wrong one. I love the moment where Al's all, because he's anxious to get to the Goldstein affair. So he is, you know, changing his shirt, which is, again, (laughs) adorable that he's putting on this T-shirt. So much effort for pizza. And, uh... <laughs> and Bud's like, did I mention that one of them is my teacher, my forty-year-old teacher? Or yeah. And he's like, no, you did not. And then he just takes the shirt off and sits down. And I'm like, you know what? That's a cute moment. It. Dad, did I mention one of these women was forty and my teacher? <laughs> no, you did not. <laughs> I think she loves me, Dad. Son. I say this not to hurt, but to educate. You see, son, I'm afraid it may not be you she's after. I'm afraid she might be after the vast Bundy fortune. She wants everything we have. Dad, I've seen the trunk of her car. She's got everything we have. I love how Al instantly goes and goes back to it later to the the bizarre thought that this teacher wants everything we have. Like, oh, Lord. It's funny to me because it's been stated by everyone there that they know their lives. You know, like Al says, it could be the homeless on there. It could be worse tour. Answer the door. You know, things like this. Like, they know they have no. Oh, yeah. I mean, Bud, in this very episode, when he says the 33 thing, he's like, you know why they call me old 33? And he's like, because 33 cents is the most money you ever had. Right. So it's, you know. It's so out of left field. That's his first thought. Yeah. And uh, Bud's all. I've seen the trunk of her car. She has everything we own. Yeah, that's the best. <laughs> it's still not right. 
Son, you got plenty of time to date 40-year-old women when you're 70. No, wait, wait a minute. Make that uh, 35 when you're 80. Yeah, that feels more right to me. Yep, that's what I want when I'm old. A drool nurse with luscious honkers wiping my chin, shaking her hiney while she washes my dentures in the sink. He describes hooters as honkers again. You know, we thought that it was a sort of callback to the rites of passage when him and Bud were on the couch and they went honk, honk. Now, <clears throat> I'm thinking that they want to sound less repetitive. You don't really hear anyone say Hooters. Hooters is definitely an Al thing. Um, it's not really something you hear in normal life. Of course, there's a restaurant named that and stuff, but... I mean, it's something that you hear on TV. I don't know anyone in real life who says it. That's what keeps me going. That and the 12 pizzas I've eaten the last three days. Thanks, Dad. Once again, you wow me with your wisdom. But I've decided I'm keeping them both. For once, a Bundy's going to have it all. Well, I guess he'll have to learn for himself what a rock-solid relationship means. Al, where's my orange juice? Florida, I reckon. And I just am loving Al in this whole episode. This is one of my favorite Al moments, this whole episode. He's fantastic in this episode. He's done caring about anything like that, about the home life thing. He's all about his goal. Well, he's eating right now. <laughs> this is, you know, he, he's, he's all about the eat. goal. That's it. And you got to love it. You don't see this. It's rare form. So Darlene is all over Bud right in the front row of Miss McGowan's class. Like, is he not hiding that from this teacher? Like, th- that's the first thing I'm wondering. Yeah, that's just weird in any... Well, I guess the teacher's not in there yet, so maybe that's... Yeah, what if she just walked right in? What was the girl going to do, pull her arm away from Bud? She didn't know she wouldn't be there. You know, like, I wonder, like, did, did the teacher know? We never really got an understanding of this whole thing, you know? <laughs> you know, you don't know who's okay with what, who knows what, which students know about this, which ones don't. If the teachers know, if they don't, you don't know. You don't know anything. It's very, very vague. Yep. Two. Two. Two babes at once. God, I envy me. Hey, did you guys hear the news? Miss McGowan's dating a student. She ran off with a football player. Yeah, she said he was the only one that could ever satisfy her. No big thing. That leaves me more time to give to the young babe. Are you watching Darlene's face during this exchange? Oh, yeah. She's just... Suddenly repulsed. Yeah, what have I been doing with this troll? Yeah, Bud has not been satisfying her, but we don't even know what that means. You know, satisfying her how? Just like the way he kisses? You don't know. Because we don't know anything about the sex stuff with Bud. Good news, babe. Now you got me all to yourself. Drop dead. If you can't satisfy an older woman like Miss McGowan, what the hell would I want with you? Well, let's just see how you feel when the new teacher gets here. I haven't seen the temp yet that didn't need a little loving. I'm Mrs. A. Mariner, and I'll be the new teacher for the rest of the semester. Yeah, and that's a play on the title of Samuel Coolidge Taylor's poem, The Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, because she's ancient. Ancient. So her name is A. Mariner. 
Yep. She's played by Lillian Adams. Oh, yeah. She is an old-time actress who'd been around for a long time. Yeah, she was in The Jerk. So she already had a good sense of humor. She was in Little Nicky. I looked it up, and she was like 70. Oh, during this? Yeah, she was born Yeah, she was born in 1922. So she so, yeah, was 70, yeah. about 70 when she played this role. Mm-hmm. Uh, she died in 2011 at age 89. She was also in Bruce Almighty, The Sweetest Thing, with that hot chick uh, Cameron Diaz. She was in The Modern Family, so she hooked up with Al oh, Bundy again. Oh, wow, that's again. funny. Yeah. That's cool. She saw him one last time. I wonder if they, like, talked about it. Like, on stuff, they're like, hey, do you remember the whole thing where I was yelling at you and I said you're a thousand? <laughs> uh, wouldn't that be so cool if they did i saw 40 was in 1840 <laughs> yeah, yeah all that stuff well, the great thing about being at the bottom is you can't fall any lower you cradle robber <laughs> you, you share because <laughs> at that point i think that's when share started being a cougar right yeah, I guess that early, huh? 92? I want to say it was actually even before that, because when she did the um, Turn Back Time video, I want to, that was in the late 80s. She was already, uh, yeah, she was already dating younger <laughs> people then. Wow. Yeah, wow. I actually saw her recently. She doesn't look any different. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, she, she is, you know, when um, people talk about J-Lo today, a lot of people bring up Cher, like when you... Because there was a debate, when will J-Lo stop being hot? Like, we're <clears throat> now wondering. And it's like, 60? And people are like, nope. And then it goes, 65? <laughs> they're like, I don't know, not really. And they're like, how? What do you mean, not really? 65? You think she'll still be hot? And then they, they bring up Cher is the first person. And she's, uh, I want to say she's 77? She was born in 46. Okay, so. 73. 73, I think, right? Okay, okay, yeah. Think about Cher at 73, 72, would you say? 73? And then think about Ms. Mariner, who is 70. Amazing, right? There is a world of difference between those two women. Work done or not, there is a world of difference. That's weird. It's all diet and exercise, and then, of course, getting the kind of plastic surgeon who could just make it so your face does not get altered. Like, they just keep them looking the same. Like, after a while. Or Sylvester Stallone is... Oh, God. He eventually looked like he's wearing a Halloween mask of Sylvester Stallone. Yes, doesn't it? It, it, (laughs) Yeah, it looks like it's made of silly putty or something. Like, it just is weird looking. That's exactly what it looks like. And it looks even more bizarre with that fake, long, black hair he had. Like, Mm -hmm. if you look at him in that Rambo movie, the one before this new one they're making, like, it's just called Rambo, I think. Look at his head and his hair. It's, It's like we said, a putty mask of himself with this fake black hair that's long, and it looks horrendous it, it doesn't look good on him anymore like so, so everything's wrong now so I, in this new Rambo I saw clips of it and he actually finally cut his hair shorter like you know how like when Rambo was young obviously it was cool to have long hair and the way right. the way it was for him yeah that hairstyle is not even cool anymore because he still has it short on the top 
and like long on the back and the sides sort of. So that's not cool at all. You either grow it all out long or you don't grow any of it out long. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, you can't act like this is still 1984 with your hair. You can't. Yeah, and you know, honestly, it's not the smart thing to do either. And I get what he, I get the attempt at recreating a character, <laughs> but at the same time, people age and change. change. It's okay to, <laughs> it's okay to age and change. And I, you know, there's something to be said for growing old gracefully. I have never been one to grow old gracefully. I'm fighting it every step of the yeah. way. So far, I've been able to avoid plastic surgery, but I gotta tell you, I wouldn't be against it if it, if I could find a good one. Like, I don't want to go to some back alley plastic surgeon right. and end up looking like a silly putty face, but I, um, at the same time, I... You wouldn't mind, you wouldn't mind running that laser and running over a few wrinkles and... <laughs> no, I wouldn't have an, I wouldn't have an issue with it, like maybe getting my eyes done or something if, when necessary. I... I think whatever you whatever you need to do to make yourself feel better, right? You know that I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, I wouldn't care. But do it. it's just it, there's a fine line. No, between looking like that and a space alien, yeah. Yeah, I mean there, you know, there's, you know, I want to make myself look a little better so I feel better about myself, and then there's, you know, wow, because <laughs> the object is for people to not be able to tell. That's the whole point, right. you know. But if you come out, if you walk out looking like you had work done, then it kind of defeats the whole purpose. It's just creepy. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Maybe it can get worse. <laughs> Hey, look, it can. I just lost control of my bladder. Which is funny because it never comes up again in the episode. Like he says, oh, I just lost control of my bladder. But then he stands up and you don't see anything on his pants. I know because I looked. (laughs) Wow, look at you. I know what you want, Miss Gabor. (laughs) That's Zsa Zsa. Zsa Zsa, yeah, who also was notorious for dating younger men. Wow, they're just going at everyone, man. You drive by and see that house in that Dodge, and you say, some people live like this, why can't I? Well, you can't just take my son, have your way sexually with him, and not expect some repercussions from a concerned parent. I played high school football, I know the score! (laughs) Son, are you really going out with this prune face? Are you really going out with this prune face? Like, I love how as Al's yelling, like, his senses come back to him and he goes, wait a minute. Why are you with her? And then and then he says, what strange hold do you have over my boy? Because once he realizes she's not even hot, he's like, well, what's happening here? <laughs> Plus, she lied about her age. <laughs> What strange hold do you have over the boy? How many happy homes have you broken in your thousand years? He is on a tear, and it's so funny. And I love him at this moment, too, because you kind of feel like he's so wrapped up earlier. He was so wrapped up in the Chuck E. Cheese thing. (laughs) And usually when somebody comes to him with a problem... It's like he doesn't even, he just brushes it off. He's got his own stuff going on. He doesn't care. He's not going to remember it or, you know, even realize that they had a conversation sometimes. Right, right, right. He doesn't. But then he 
you know, he comes bursting in the classroom and there's just like a moment, even though it's incredibly embarrassing, that's not the right woman. He, um, <laughs> you know, he calls Bud an almost virgin in front of his entire class, makes him pee his pants. You know, it's horrible. But at the same time, you can't help but go, aw, you know, because yeah, he cares. Right. He, he cares. And that's so sweet. Well, we had to tell you where it all turned around. It all turned around when Bud said that I mentioned she's 40 and my teacher. That's right. And then and then he becomes like a papa bear. Yeah. And then once Bud left, he probably went to the Goldstein affair, got his got his fill in. Then he said then he sat there and then this this just went around, swam, swam around in his head a little bit. And he was like, wow, you know what? No, I'm, I'm putting an end to this. This is my son and blah, blah. Then he went and did that. He even knew which where to go. He knew which class, everything. That's a good point. He even knew what school he went to. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised he knew what school to go. <laughs> sure, I know my boy is almost a virgin. <laughs> but you can no longer take advantage. I have called the proper authorities. There she is, the strumpet with the blue hair. <laughs> now I'll say something else. She lied about her age. Last time she saw 40 was 1840. <laughs> so he brings the police in. Which is very out of character because the Bundys don't call the police. People call them on them. Right. <laughs> if you remember. So this is very... So Al's breaking. He is totally out of character just to put an end to this. What's going on with his son. I'm sorry I had to do that, son, but damn it, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but mommy's out of tampons. <laughs> Yeah, that's what was missing. <laughs> now, right off, I, I don't know that man. <laughs> you guys are probably thinking because he called me son that he was my dad. <laughs> Wait a second. Maybe this is a dream. Yeah, that's it. If this were really happening, I'd have to drop out of college. I'll wake up any second. Wake up, bud. Mommy, can't you hear me crying? Wake me up. I know. I'll prove it's a dream. I'll take down my pants. And it'll be so embarrassing, I'll wake up. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's rolling up to college commando, so... He completely exposes his genitalia and ass to every one of his <laughs> classmates. <laughs> and then the look on Darlene's face at that point. Oh. She's like, she can't even, she keeps averting her eyes. Like, she can't even look at it. Right. And she supposedly has seen it. Or do we know? I don't know. Bud's almost a virgin. I don't know. What's yeah, I don't on. know. I don't know. But I'm guessing they haven't because she said if, if he can't, if you can't satisfy a 40-year-old woman, what the hell am I going to do with you? Right. Then I'm guessing they haven't gotten that far yet. I guess. He just keeps going on date after date all week long, back and forth to these women doing nothing. I, I don't know. I never heard of such a thing. <laughs> oh, and son. <laughs> Al comes back into the classroom while he dropped Trow. <laughs> to say something else to him and looks at Bud standing there with his pants around his ankles with no underwear on. <laughs> and possibly in a puddle of urine, which was not talked about. 
Oh. And Al is just just turn I mean it's just wow. What an ending. Like right there you're like this is it did I just watch the greatest episode ever? <laughs> he's like he's just like you know what? No. And then just turns around. <laughs> you just couldn't. You couldn't. I, I don't know what to say anymore. Have you ever had your parents walk in on you doing something that wasn't it it wasn't as bad as it looked? Like it wasn't that bad but but just for someone to walk into it it's just like oh man <laughs> uh, my parents would always walk in at the most inopportune times yeah i remember one time when i was a kid fruity pebbles used to have these in as one of the toys that tells you how old i am right there but as one of the toys in the box there were <laughs> Wait, these they don't do that anymore fred and barney no these fred and barney like water squirt things that you would it was just like a hollow Fred and a hollow Barney. Right. And they were plastic. They were soft plastic. You would just kind of hold them underwater and um, then, like, squeeze it underwater and then let it go and it would fill up. And then you would just squeeze water. I mean, it was silly and cheap. But anyway, my friend and I, and we were probably, I'm guessing, like, nine. And <laughs> we had these and. <laughs> so embarrassing oh my god but I was, I was standing in the middle of the living room and I was like look I'm a boy <laughs> oh my god and then they walked in on that and then my dad walked in <laughs> wow and you're like uh, ha, ha, hey I'm like oh hi <laughs> <laughs> now obviously that's not even that big of a deal I guess but to me, as no, a kid, yeah, how you feel at the time, yeah, it was humiliating. Oh my god, it's amazing. After these messages, we'll be right back. We're kids, we're kids, we're kids. That's right, we're kids, we're kids. Do we want the ball crop and you can ski ball basketball in private? Yeah. Are we gonna sell for a green hamburger in a box? No. What do we want? All right, Jamie, how many Chuck E. Cheese affairs are we crashing this week for teacher pets or teacher's pets out of five? I am crashing five birthday parties this week. I've got a full calendar and I'm going to be sick of pizza by the end of the week, but (laughs) it'll be totally worth it because this is a phenomenal episode. It is so funny. It's it's even touching in the way that Al comes bursting in at the end, even though he embarrasses the crap out of Bud. <laughs> I just, they just were on fire. It's easily one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, call me a Ninja Turtle, but I'll be puking pizza on Saturday because I am also <laughs> crashing all five episodes. <laughs> days of birthdays whatever because this hey, was let's go together yeah what the hell <laughs> <laughs> we can hang out with the other kids <laughs> yeah uh what's his name apple bomb <laughs> uh yeah billy apple bomb <laughs> now it's funny because when al said about billy uh apple bomb going there and eating all the pizza you know if you're late or whatever because as soon as he said it 
I thought, like, wow. My first thought was, Al puts a lot of work into this because that's obviously a Jewish name. And he's going to the Goldstein party at that point. So it's like, how do you know this Goldstein kid's friend, Applebaum? Like, what are you looking at? the guest list like how far are you taking this like you're doing some serious research here to to do this and then all of a sudden you find out he comes to every one of the damn parties al says so it's like oh thank god i was like whoa how does he know this that was weird so they just happen to say two jewish names i guess in the same you know uh two three minutes so but yeah that was that was weird so um yeah this episode God, again, one of the ones that I say once in a while that, you know, I, I I just, I knew it was a good one. And I remember it always being funny and stuff, but man, under under intensive, uh, you know, under a microscope, it just shows how good it really is. Every little thing um, was great. The A story, yeah, the B story. Really There's... well put together. That's two in a row for me. Uh, maybe even more. I don't know. This season has been really good. Yeah, it's a solid season. Or at least the the end of it. Um, well, the England shows are debatable. People are hit or miss with that. I typically, I'll go ahead and tell you this. I typically don't like it when sitcoms take trips to Europe. Right. They always did this back in the 80s. Like Facts of Life went to France and, um, or not even necessarily Europe. For a long time, everybody was going to Hawaii. Yeah, that was the one. Hawaii, like the Brady Bunch and all and, that. And Mama's Family. And I, and I just, I don't like it when shows go on vacation. Right. Now, I did love it when Married with Children went to Dump Water, Florida. Yeah. And they went to uh, the Gold Rush thing and that yeah. was all right. You know, so they they do handle them a little differently. But as a rule, I'm not a fan of of sitcoms going away. Alright, well we'll take one at a time and um, we'll see what happens. See how you feel. So, yeah guys, phenomenal episode. Check this one out again if you haven't in a while. So good. So, tune in two weeks from tonight as, uh, and yes, the uh, two week thing is winding down. We will be back to the weekly show uh, before you know it. So, tune in as we review one of my all-time favorites, uh, just personally. I don't even know if it's like what everybody thinks, but goodbye, girl. It's a Kelly Bundy episode. Bud tries to ruin Kelly's new job at the TV World theme park. <laughs>